Welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee today on Front Porch Radio, Kennedy Broadcasting. I'm Chris Yao filling in for Tom Price, and I'm excited to bring you the news and happenings from around Southern Middle Tennessee. Let's start with local news. An email sent to staff at Columbia Central High School by Murray County Superintendent Lisa Ventura and provided anonymously to Main Street Murray confirms Dr. Michael Steele has been reinstated as principal at the school. I'm very excited to get back to work. I'm in the building now, he told Main Street Murray on Friday. I've got to find out what's going on over the last two weeks and write the ship, but that will be easy. In the email, Ventura wrote to teachers, I know these have been turbulent times for all of the CHS family. My hope is that together we can commit to making CHS stronger, better, and supportive to staff, students, and families and achieve academic success. Steele was suspended two weeks ago following the meeting where Ventura spoke to teachers and staff about an incident where an unauthorized person was on site at the school during a May 3rd school shooting hoax. Steele said he was told the reason was, quote, creating a hostile working environment, which he believes is directly in relation to how he handled learning of the aforementioned situation. MCPS officials said the district does not comment on personnel decisions. The city of Spring Hill is lifting irrigation restrictions, which were put into place earlier last week following a widespread power outage on August 31st caused by a power failure at a Columbia substation and a, quote, tripped TVA line. On Tuesday of last week, the necessary repairs to a mechanical issue were made within the Columbia Power and Water Systems Water Distribution Center system in Spring Hill. The Spring Hill irrigation systems were previously shut off to allow for the municipal water system to recover, officials say. Spring Hill City Administrator Pam Kasky said the water mechanical issues were likely caused due to the widespread power outages that affected many parts of Spring Hill and Columbia earlier this month, which required a temporary shutdown of the irrigation water system for several days. According to Tennessee Valley Authority Communications Representative Adam May, a tripped TVA line and Columbia substation caused the outage last Thursday. The outage was started when a lightning arrestor failed on the North Columbia substation, which is not owned by TVA, May said. When it failed, it tripped a TVA line that goes from the Murray substation to the Saturn substation. TVA responded and had that line re-energized within 55 minutes. When the initial incident happened, it tripped off the TVA substation at Mount Pleasant, and that issue was fixed within 35 minutes. TVA has an ongoing program to replace aging equipment, and we routinely perform preventative maintenance. Rather than shutting down resources like emergency response, such as water in Spring Hill used by the fire department, or cutting off the city's irrigation system was, while inconvenient, the best option, Kasky said. The previous power outage led to a blackout of the Spring Hill Business District at Spring Hill Crossings and Main Street, causing traffic congestion and businesses being forced to shut down for over an hour. After several days, the water system has rebounded and thus the restrictions were lifted a week after the power outages. City staff, along with Mayor Jim Hageman and Kasky, addressed the situation following the repairs during the Board of Mayor and Alderman's work session last week. We had a major mechanical failure in our system that caused a lot of issues, and as a result, many of us on staff came together to solve the issue, Hageman said. 
Hagman also thanked each individual department member for their swift work in restoring the water system, which ranged from the communications staff to development services, public works, and multiple first response teams. On Monday, the mechanical issue was identified, the irrigation restrictions were put into place by Spring Hill officials, and at the time, Spring Hill residents were asked to participate in a voluntary shutoff of irrigation systems, while large commercial properties in Spring Hill were placed under a mandatory shutoff, the press release stated. The tank levels as of 6 p.m. last Tuesday were at 58%, which is a 17% increase from where we were Monday afternoon. We are graced with good partnerships with CPWS, Kasky said, and in the middle of peak watering issues and on a holiday weekend, and you have mechanical failure, which was probably brought by the TVA substation loss from last Thursday's power outage. I know this was inconvenient and a lot of people don't like it, but it was definitely the lesser of all the options. The city expressed its gratitude to residents for their understanding and cooperation throughout the process. The proposed American Classical Education Charter School, which was denied by the Murray School Board in July, will seek an appeal to the Tennessee Public Charter School Commission. The state appeal will also be a topic of discussion later this month as ACE hosts a town hall meeting scheduled at 4 p.m. Thursday, September 21st at Horace O. Porter School in Columbia. According to a statement from ACE, the meeting will be an opportunity for representatives to present, and there will also be time provided for public comments from the community. The school still has to file their appeal with the state, and so the next step is the town hall, where the state will review everything and determine how to vote on this application, former Murray County School Board Chair Michael Fulbright said. Since first being proposed earlier this year, the charter school has raised a number of differing opinions. The July vote by school board members was also split down the middle in a 5-6 to six decision to deny. The school had previously been denied by only one vote in April and was granted a 60-day appeal period through July 30th. I was not surprised by how close of a vote it was. It was a pretty hot topic on both sides, and everyone is passionate about wanting the best for the children of Murray County, Fulbright, who voted in favor of the charter school, said. Each side has a different way of what that looks like. At the time, those in favor of the school argued that by withholding the county's authority in lieu of the state would create other issues, such as transparency when it comes to the county's role in decision-making. I'm always in favor of the local school board having control over our schools because anytime we get state involvement, I get a little apprehensive. I still support it, but would rather have had us take control instead of an outside entity, Fulbright said. The opposing opinions also stemmed from a number of concerns, such as if the school would provide an opportunity for all children, reflecting a diverse community rather than a select few. There are over 104,000 people living in our county and 22 schools, so we are asking approval for all children in our public school system. The opportunity for an education should not be governed by a political party or a system, former Vice Mayor Krista Martin said. It's about educating our students. State Representative Scott Sapicki said the commission's vote would be based on the viability of the ACE application and not anyone's opinion. Your personal opinions should not factor into this because they will not factor into the opinion of the state, Sapicki said at the 20, July 27th special called voting meeting. It should be based on does the application meet the criteria. Now we'll hear from Delk Kennedy who has a special report from Ace Hardware. 
This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today is Saturday, and it's about noon, and I am out at Ace Hardware of Columbia. Uh, they've got these grills out front. They're cooking burgers on them, and it smells delicious. These big green eggs have got burgers all in them, and they're cooking them up. Now, I'm guessing, though, that by the time you hear this, they won't be cooking burgers anymore, but uh, at least you can you can think about it and think about what you might do with a new grill from Ace Hardware. I'm speaking with... Trip Stoltz, who is proprietor of Ace Hardware here in Columbia, and they have got a special going on grills all through the month of September. It's football time, folks. It's grilling time. Trip, tell us about the special. That's right, guys. It's football time here in Tennessee, and uh, that's my favorite time of the year. I'm sure it is for a lot of you guys as well. But uh, now's the time to get your grill. So for the month of September, any grill purchase. Uh, get you a voucher from Omaha Steaks for 12 free burgers and 12 francs. All right, that's 12 free burgers, 12 francs from Omaha Steaks, and that's with any grill purchased from Ace Hardware Columbia during the month of September. That's right, and also during the month of September, if you buy any grill, $4.99 and up, you uh, get a $100 Ace gift card. All right, and any grill, $499 and up, you get a $100 Ace gift card. All right, Trip. that sounds like the way to get ready for fall football and just to have a big time. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Trip. and I'm going to enjoy my burger now. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, Ace Hardware in Columbia, noon Saturday, and I'm about to have a very delicious burger. That's right. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee today on Front Porch Radio and Kennedy Broadcasting after a brief message from our fine sponsors. When we return, we'll take a look at your hometown memorials from Oaks and Nichols. We'll also take a look at state news that affects you right after this on Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Listening 101.7, 103.7, WKOM, WKRM, Del Kennedy, owner operator. Great to have you with us. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us, it was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine too. At Shelter Insurance, Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. 
Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwingGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwing Group. Or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwing Group. Land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. You're listening to your local radio. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee today. Once again, I'm Chris Yao filling in this week for Tom Price. Glad to be with you here on Front Porch Radio and Kennedy Broadcasting. We'll take a look now at your hometown memorials brought to you by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Gregory Todd Howell, age 62, passed away September 8th, 2023. Funeral services will be conducted Tuesday, September 12th, 2023 at 2.30 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in McCain Cemetery. The family will visit with friends Tuesday from noon until service time at the funeral home. Mrs. Mary Ann Plant, age 95, of Thompson Station, died Friday, September 8th at NHC Murray Regional Transitional Care. Funeral services for Mrs. Plant will be conducted Wednesday, September 13th at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home with Rev. Roy Barber officiating. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday, September 12th from 4 until 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Tennessee State Fair leaders have responded to an online petition urging them to change the fair's date, primarily because of heat concerns. 
Lebanon resident Monica Farrell created the petition August 27th and has received more than 3,250 signatures as of Friday, September 8th. Farrell said she started the petition after high temperatures and heat index caused discomfort and health concerns for fairgoers. I've personally witnessed individuals passing out, struggling to breathe, and even opting not to attend the fair due to extreme heat conditions, she said. The 10-day event saw 739,315 people, a decrease of more than 36,000 people from the 2022 fair, but both years were significantly higher than the previous nine, including the canceled fair in 2020, prior to the Wilson County Fair and Tennessee State Fair joining together. Temperatures were around triple digits for most of the fair, while high humidity pushed heat indexes past 100 degrees during the last five days. Farrell said she believed a move to the fall from August would prevent heat-related illnesses and help with attendance, which would boost the fair's economic impact. However, fair officials said a change to the fair's dates is more complicated than people might imagine. Fairs are a mirror of their community, and we want to showcase everything unique and special. We must always showcase Wilson County, and now the entire state of Tennessee. We must consider all the pros and cons when even thinking about moving the fair dates, fair officials said in a statement posted to social media. The main factor fair officials highlighted is that the Wilson County Fair, Tennessee State Fair, is an agricultural event. 2023 was the year of corn and August is the end of the growing season. Officials said changing the date to a later in the year would probably result in no fruits or vegetables for fair growers or competitions. Other considerations listed included a month-long window for the Farm Bureau Expo Center staff to build and tear down temporary structures at the fair, travel schedules for agriculture and livestock competitors, vendors and carnival vendors, high school football games, and weather. This year's fair began the same night as the first high school football game in the county. Wilson County Promotions Executive Director Helen McPeak said there were some heat-related medical incidents during this year's fair, but praised the work of the first responders and medical personnel. It was very well taken care of by all of our medical staff that were here. They took care of the people if they had any problems, she said. McPeak said fair personnel set up cooling fans throughout the fair to help with the heat, while some vendors offered free cooling refreshments. The fair is always open to suggestions as we strive to make the fair better each year. We hope everyone understands that there is much more to consider in putting the fair than just changing the dates, the release said. We want the fair to be a time that is celebrated, where families and friends come together to laugh, have fun, and make memories to last a lifetime. We strive to make each year special and give reason to celebrate. Here's some positively adorable news. The Nashville Zoo's nursery at the HCA Veterinary Center is now home to a clouded leopard cub and a banded palm civet kit. The male cub, born on July 18th at the Oklahoma City Zoo, was brought to be hand-raised and eventually paired with a mate. As a national leader in clouded leopard breeding and care, the Nashville Zoo was chosen by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums Clouded Leopard Species Survival Plan to oversee the cubs' upbringing. This program helps to ensure genetically diverse populations of this species in human care. The baby kit banded palm civet was born on August 12th. The male kit is being hand-raised by the zoo's veterinary team due to inadequate milk production by the mother. In the future, this kit will become an ambassador animal and educate the public about his species and habitat. 
September has come to be nationally recognized as a time for education and reflection on mental health needs. Government and nonprofit entities promote Suicide Prevention Month and National Recovery Month during this time. Though it's true that increasing access to mental health care and expanded conversations about the subjects is online spaces have allowed some people to feel more comfortable sharing their struggles with things like suicidal ideation and addiction, there's still a significant stigma around those topics. According to the American Psychiatric Association, while the public may accept the medical or genetic nature of mental health disorder and the need for treatment, many people still have a negative view of those with mental illness. The APA separates this stigma into three categories, public, self, and institutional stigma. Public stigma is external, where another person is has negative thoughts about a person's mental health condition. Self-stigma is internal, where a person with a mental health condition thinks negatively about themselves because of it. Institutional stigma refers to a lack of opportunities or a decreased quality of life for those with a mental health condition due to a lack of resources, lack of access to health care, or discrimination. All three of these types of stigma cause real difficulties for people experiencing mental health struggles, but they can be remedied by increasing conversation about these topics that we deem most difficult. Recognizing September as Suicide Prevention Month opens up a space for these complex conversations. Many schools and community groups across the country hold suicide prevention trainings for community members or raise money for suicide prevention organizations. As attendance at these events grow, more people are made aware of the warning signs and risk factors of suicide and ways that can help family and friends around them who may be in crisis. These events may also encourage people who feel they need to seek professional help or community support to reach out. Just as Suicide Prevention Month allows for more discussions about suicidal ideation and mental health in general, recognizing September as National Recovery Month helps to reduce the stigma around addiction. There's an increasing availability of services for people struggling with addiction, such as medication-assisted treatment, for those with opioid use disorders or sober living communities for those in recovery from alcohol use. Though it may be increasingly more possible for some to receive care, others face the stigma of addiction and may be afraid or unable to seek the care they believe they need. In September, organizations may launch awareness campaigns, host remembrance events, or promote fundraising efforts to help fund recovery programs. Attendance at these events helps community members see that there are people struggling with addiction, and they are their neighbors and their friends, and it helps to promote a sense of solidarity between those with substance abuse disorders and those who love them. The Jason Foundation produces a number of suicide prevention trainings and resources for youth, adults, and communities as a whole. They focus heavily on providing suicide prevention training throughout the year, but find demand for programs and events picks up exponentially leading up to September. In addition to suicide prevention, the Jason Foundation is affiliated with many behavioral health facilities and medication-assisted treatment centers across the country that do great work in their communities to promote National Recovery Month. If you would like to find resources to plan your own Suicide Prevention or Recovery Month event or want more information about affiliates in your area that may be hosting events, visit the website jasonfoundation.com. All programs and resources are available at no cost as they strive to make these topics easily accessible. Get involved in September's mental health awareness and prevention efforts, and together we can support our friends and loved ones in their time of need and reduce the stigma around mental health conversations. 
We'll take a quick break. When we return, we'll have time for one more story. So please stick around here on Southern Middle Tennessee today. Once again, I'm Chris Yao filling in for Tom Price. Please come back with us here on Front Porch Radio, Kennedy Broadcasting, right after this. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Hi, I'm Carrie Bartlett with the Aquatus Club of Columbia. Fall is almost here, and we are partnering with Columbia Main Street for the city's first ever Fall Fest, which will include our annual chili cook-off, and we invite you to experience fall fun and the hometown spirit of downtown by organizing your own chili cook-off team. Registration is still open. Visit the Aquatus Club Facebook page to sign up. Proceeds will benefit children's charities and literacy. Please join us September 30th from 3 to 7 for chili family and fun. You're listening to your local radio. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee today here on Front Porch Radio. I'm Chris Yao filling in for Tom Price. We've got time now for one last story of the day. 
Columbia State Community College will host Homeschool Tennessee Promise Information Nights at each campus during the month of September. Columbia State recognizes that homeschool families are sometimes unaware of the deadlines associated with Tennessee Promise, said Sissy Holt, Columbia State Vice President of Student Affairs. Completing the application by November 1st is essential for high school seniors to remain eligible for the scholarship. We're happy to partner with the Ayers Foundation and Tennessee Achieves to support these families with the assistance no matter where the student plans to attend. Tennessee Promise is a statewide program that allows graduating high school and homeschool seniors the opportunity to earn a degree or certificate from a community or technical college regardless of financial status. Tennessee Promise is a scholarship, mentoring, and community service program that began in the fall semester of 2015. It provides students with a last-dollar scholarship, meaning the Tennessee Promise will cover tuition and fees not covered by the Pell Grant, the HOPE Scholarship, or Tennessee Student Assistance Award funds. A critical component of Tennessee Promise is the individual guidance each participant will receive from a mentor who will assist the student as they navigate through the college admissions process. In addition, participants must complete eight hours of community service prior to each term enrolled, as well as maintain a satisfactory academic progress, a 2.0 GPA, at their institution. At the Homeschool Tennessee Promise Information Night, students will and their parents will gain knowledge on Tennessee Promise, receive assistance with the applications, and be given tutorials on how to access the Student Assistance Corporation grant website to begin the application. Any in-depth questions will be answered by Columbia State Financial Aid Representative or Ayers Foundation Tennessee Achieves staff. To view the full list of steps to apply or to sign up, please visit columbiastate.edu forward slash tnpromise. That's going to do it for this Monday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Once again, I'm Chris Yao, filling in for Tom Price all week long, bringing you all the news that is news from across Southern Middle Tennessee right here on Front Porch Radio and Kennedy Broadcasting. We hope you have a fantastic day. We'll see you tomorrow on Southern Middle Tennessee Today.